what's good behind the scenes pizza first welcome to a brand new episode of the chronicles of she and happy women's international history month i am so happy to be here with you guys tonight we have another new episode involving your girl's author career i sat down with an interview with goddess love on urban central so tonight i'm back in the interview seat y'all so sit back relax and enjoy this jaw-dropping interview from the show. Yo, X, man. Nico, what up? It's a long way. Facts. Big queen shit. Queens get the money. Oh, you know. Southside, we outside. Let's go. Please understand me, I did it for my family. Never was happy with what the nigga tried to hand me. They crush hope, I resort to plan B. Successes in my plan C till I'm clutching the Grammy. Please understand me, I did it for my family. Never was happy with what the nigga tried to hand me. They crush hope, I resort to plan B. Successes in my plan C till I'm clutching the Grammy. First of all, give the glory to God. Blessing me with this talent, this is not a facade. Made it out of them days getting jumped in the schoolyard. Hoping the pretty bitches will let me take off their bra I'm here standing tall, your boy fresh as can be Dreads hanging low while I'm riding round in the V Skinny little nigga, they forced me to make a choice Shoot up the hood and make a weapon out of my voice Made it through the pain with every step that I took Respect level growing with every verse that I cook They wish it was an accident, nah, I'm highly favored Shape up or get a cut to your dome, no taper They try to blackball me like corner pocket, oof Imagine all these OG niggas I never used I did it for respect with the perks to run up a check Thank you all, big or small, you pushed me to be the best, yes Please understand me, I did it for my family Never was happy with what the nigga tried to hand me They crush hope, I resort to plan be successes in my plan C till I'm clutching the Grammy. Please understand me, I did it for my family. Never was happy with what the nigga tried to hand me. They crush hope, I resort to plan B. Successes in my plan C till I'm clutching the Grammy. I like to thank all these gimmick niggas that can't rap. My pen is sort of omen to these young Thundercats. Wordplay top 10, and I don't talk about it. Nigga battle me, his body has some chalk around it. This award, I knew that I would always take it. If your mic need work, then I can calibrate it. A few grand, I come and tune your album up. I'm more Goku, you niggas power bluff. Truthfully, I might come smack somebody. Drinking Henny out the Grammy at the after party. A baddie to the left, baddie to the right. For a ghetto black boy, I'm doing alright. Niggas gon' hate, but mama, we made it. Tell the whole fam, baby, we gon' celebrate it. Tell Unk the industry is on lookout. And then one of these niggas invited to the cookout. Please understand me, I did it for my family. Never was happy with what the nigga tried to hand me. They crush hope, I resort to plan B. Successes in my plan C till I'm clutching the Grammy. Please understand me, I did it for my family. Never was happy with what the nigga tried to hand me. They crush hope, I resort to plan B. Successes in my plan C till I'm clutching the Grammy. Catch me with my hand out, rather go the man route. Stand up on my own too, never let them hold you. Just do what you supposed to. Gotta handle BI, cause niggas gonna hate, but they get sent to the triage. Just one is for my family, I ain't planning a plan B. Successes on my radar, I'ma blow up like napalm. 
We gon' make it like Styles and Kiss If they don't get it, we gon' press them like that iron shit They gotta acknowledge the way I kick it like iron fist Mad cause I stay in the lab like I'm a scientist Spitting out fire, I gotta give them that lava shit I'm in this to the death, so ain't no way I'm retiring We done turned nothing to something, now we some businessmen Never gave up hope, these folks lost like Gilligan Focus like a scope, I gotta go in this militant My flow is like the ocean, I guarantee you can't swim in it Welcome to a brand new episode of the Chronicles of She and happy Women's International History Month. I am so happy to be here with you guys tonight. We have another new episode involving your girl's author career. I sat down with an interview with Goddess Love on Urban Central. So tonight I'm back in the interview seat y'all. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this jaw-dropping interview from Michelle. Hello. Welcome to Urban Central, with your girl, Goddess Love, bringing you the dopest urban authors in the industry. Get to know the authors behind the pen and all of their literary works. Tune in every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Urban Central, with your girl and your host, Goddess Love. Who got next? Welcome, 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 welcome. This is your girl, Goddess Love. Yo, first of all, let me say my apologies, my apologies, my apologies. We was having some, you know, technical difficulties. Uh, but listen, your girl is back online, okay? She figured it out as usual, you know, how I do. So let me go and rewind and say welcome. It's your girl, Goddess Love. Today is March 6th. 2022, and you are tuned in to Urban Central, the place for urban authors, okay? Listen, you can call in at 319-527-6022 and press 1 if you want to speak with our guest tonight. And tonight we have a very, very special guest on, and I know you are out there listening. I see y'all. I see y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Well, tonight, we're going to have our guest, and her name is Authoress, Sakanya Rain. I hope I'm saying it right. I'm sure she will correct me once I get her on here. Um, So let's go, let's go, let's go. Who got next? She got next. Ow. (laughs) Thank you all for listening and tuning in tonight. Again, make sure you call in at 319-527-527. 6022 if you have any questions or comments for our guest tonight. And right now, we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to bring her on, and I'm sure she's ready. Hey. Hello, 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 hello. What's good? Make it. Hello. Sorry. 
the violators in the building. <laughs> so kind of rain. All right, that's her name. See, I knew I was. See, I knew I, I knew I was gonna mess that up. See, <laughs> but that's all right. Welcome to Urban Central. Give our listeners a little brief detail of who you are, where you come from. Certainly. Well, first, thank you so much for having me on, Goddess. Well, my name is author Sakaya Rain. I am currently 25. I will be 26 on March 20th. I reside in Rochester, New York, and I am a multi-talented fiction writer and poet. I began my career as a poet in 2017 when I made my way to Blockside Radio's hottest show, Wolf Hours in the Den. I started off with the name Inkwit. My most acclaimed written pieces are What Was a Black Woman's Truth, What Was a Black Man's Truth, Purple, and Love Is Not Love Remix. I later became a co-host on Wolf Hours in the Den. For the past four years, I have written my book, Mega Chronicles, Love, Lives, and Broken Hearts, to explore the depth of my pen from the usual focus of genre. Writing about my character, Mika, and the Malone family, and the characters to come into other projects has made me see my creativity for what it is. The woman that I am is a mind filled with tangled paragraphs that are hard to speak out loud. I write to bring the tales of passion, fury, wonderment, the outright crazy, and battle wounds to life. And I also consider my characters my babies. Some of them are sweet. Some of them I escape out of this world. Some of them are motherfuckers. Some of them are I basically, I write to give a home to them because there's someone out there in the world who can relate to my story. Well, to the characters of my story and my main character, Mika. And, well, after dealing with narcissistic abuse from three relationships in my life, I took the time to focus on my writing and what brings me joy. When I got the idea for Love, Lies, and Broken Hearts, I was actually watching, I don't know if you guys know what Shameless is. It's a great show on Netflix. It was originally on HBO. And it's a dramatic and very, very funny show. It stars <laughs> William H. Macy as Frank Gallagher, Ethan Kotowski as Paul Gallagher, and Emmy Lawson as Fiona Gallagher if you guys recognize those names, they are some of the most popular characters on that show. So that's where I got my inspiration from. I mostly relate to the season six, well, season five is season six characters that come in. And the actor, there were two actors in the show that really caught my eye, and I started to get an idea in my mind to come up with a story about a young girl that's going to some of the worst shit in her life and her dysfunctional family, who she loves dearly, but there's a lot of secrets going on. And mm-hmm. I've always thought of the way that life is, and especially with family, what really brings us together and also what can tear us apart and and when lies can tear you apart. And really is the love that much is love sustainable when you're caught in a lie and a truth. So I that's really what drives my pen. 
Wow. And I think I know that show you're talking about. Is that what the the sister is, like, the mother figure because the father's an alcoholic or he's into drugs or something like that? Correct. You are absolutely on ball. Yes. And okay, he is, um, I don't remember that show. Oh, that show is very, that show is is very a, funny, though. It's funny and yeah, very realistic because we go through a lot of that stuff in real life. That's real life shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very big, lots of realistic shit in that show. And I really connected with a lot of it. Um, well, I grew up in a pretty, um, I, grew, I grew up in a pretty stable family, but we've also had our issues in the past, especially with, I lost a family member to murder, and mm. there was a part of me that that has a hard time feeling from that. I didn't right. even know that this family member was dead until my 21st birthday. So oh, for a while, I carried, mm-hmm, yes, for a long time, I carried the guilt in my heart about that experience and that me and the family member did not talk with each other for a long time. I never got to say goodbye to her. I never got to say I'm sorry to my my stepmother about her loss because when I was younger, me and this girl, she was my stepsister. She and I were close. She treated me like we were, like she was my own, like I was her own sister. Same mm-hmm. with her brother. And her mother, her mother took me and my brother under her wing. She loved us unconditionally. And when I found out that she had been murdered, by a woman, it really tore. It really tore at my soul, and I really dealt with the guilt that I had just basically not spoken to her. I didn't reach out. Like, what kind of a sister am I? And wow. over the years, my writing became a therapy for me to get all of that out. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty difficult. It was a difficult time for me, like especially being at 21 years old and hearing that type of news from your father because he right. he assumed that I knew, and it all it was it was hard for him too, very hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. How did you make up these characters of the Malone family? Because you know. Mika and uh, Marcus, the father, they don't have a great relationship, do they? No, they do not. And that's a very good question that you came across. Okay. Well, Mika is a character that I came up with through various people that I've came across in my life. Close friends even family, it is in really having to dig down deep into the soul of a young teenage girl, it was it was pretty interesting of, like, what goes on inside the mind of a teenager. And mm-hmm. here's, where, here's where Shameless comes into play. Um, I was, it was, if you remember season six, do you remember season six at all? Um, I don't know. I don't think I do. Well, here's um here's where I got the idea for Mika. In season okay. six, Carl comes out of juvenile detention, okay, and he's a drug dealer. 
and he's making all kinds of money. He believes he can get anything that he wants, and there's a girl at his school that he finds very attractive. She's a police officer's daughter by the name of Dominique Winslow. Dominique does not care for Carl at first. She thinks he's trying too hard to be a gangster. She don't like it. And Carl, he kind of sees it as like, oh, she's playing a game here. I like that. I like the case. And I really, I remember the girl, she was very, the girl who played her, her name is Jalen Barron. She's a very pretty girl, very pretty, and I liked her character. But in season seven, her character kind of took a turn for the worst, but y'all would have to figure, find that out for yourselves. I'm not going to spoil that if you have not seen the series. And I just felt a connection to her. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I couldn't get I couldn't get her face out of my head. And then we go and we meet the father. The father is a police officer. He does he despises Carl, even though Carl tries his best to be respectful with Mr. Winslow, because really he's not a bad kid. Carl's really not right. a bad kid. He's just very misguided in his ways, and he but he has a good heart, and he's made mistakes. Mr. Winslow does not like him. And he thinks he's trouble for his daughter. So in the beginning, Dominique, she does start to sweep on him. And I remember just looking at the father, Officer Winslow, like, yo, he looks like he can really <laughs> fuck somebody up. Really. I'm just, I remember just feeling scared in one in the scene where he comes to the house to where Carl comes to see Dominique and he brings his little brother with him. His little brother is black. <laughs> And the father, he um, he took out a bat, he held it in front of Carl's face, and he said, I'm going to give you a 10-second head start to take Shaq with you. And he wasn't, and he wasn't fucking playing around. He was going to hit that boy straight in the head with a bat. And then he screamed at him. He's seven, six, five, four. And he, Carl had to come back and get his brother because he left. Because like a dumbass, Carl left his little brother on the steps. <laughs> he left him on the steps. He's like, oh, shit, I forgot. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot my little brother. He scooped him up and ran like hell. And there was an idea in my head, like, you know what? There's something about this guy that just really intimidates me. He plays the character so well. And I, I began to think about all the things that I went through in my life and also the people that I've encountered who have gone through similar shit. Well, in the show, Mr. Winslow is not abusive towards his daughter. He's strict on her, but mm-hmm. not to the point of what I'm um, – how do I say this? Of what I come up with. I was inspired by two of those actors. Their names are Peter Macon and Jamin Barry. It was during that night – I just got the idea to go to my Wattpad and I started writing down what was, what was in my head. And the bigger it got, I I said, damn, this really came out of my head? <laughs> and at first, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to forget about this in like, <laughs> I'm going to forget about this like in a day because I never, fin- I never finished. But something told me to keep going. You got to keep going with this. Don't give up. Keep going. And from that moment on, every night I wrote a new chapter of the story. At first, it started off as a fan fiction. 
then, mm-hmm. once I got past the fan fiction, I said, we got to make some changes. I am going to create a full-length story about this character. I actually had to rewrite this story five times until I found the right concept. Now, mm. the inspiration behind Marcus is I met a lot of really hard-headed people who basically tell it straightforward and also who can be really scumbaggish. And mm-hmm. I, put in, I put those elements together and boom, I created, I created the meanest son of a bitch you could ever meet, especially as a father. As a father. And as for Mika, I wanted people to see the side of what goes on in the life of a young girl, especially who is multi who is multi race, black and white. The struggles mm-hmm. that she goes through. And also a family held down by stigma. As you've already read in the book, there's some stigma and there's a lot of shit going on between all of the family members, there's secrets, there's a lot of two-facedness going on, and there's also a struggle to connect. Because not many not many of us in the black community talk about narcissism, we don't talk about mental health, and we definitely do not talk about abuse in a home. Because oh, we definitely you always say that what goes on in the house stays in the house. Yep, that's how we were raised. Mm-hmm. And also, and also, when it comes down to people being in a position of power, when they are in a position of power and they have children that they are not treating right, we often don't really bat an eye to it. Like, oh, why is she? Why is she? Um, why is she doing? She's being hurt. She's got everything she could ever want. Um, you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors, and. When something bad goes down, you wish that you had said something, which is something that we see every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. So tell us. So that's tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that character, Angie, because the mother, Angie and Mika, they at one point were they had a great relationship, but you know, like you said, you got you guys, you have to get this book, okay? Because it's a very good book, and you can see the dynamic of the relationships and how it changed with lies and secrets and stuff like that. Because Mika and Angie, they had a pretty good relationship up until you know certain things was going on. How did you come mm-hmm. up with that character with, uh, of Angie? Do you have a very uh, a really good relationship with your own mom? Yes, me and my mother have a good relationship. My mom has always been very supportive of me with my dreams and with my goals. Even when the even when things at school were against me, she always stood by my side. So half of the inspiration comes from her and also um, women in my family. Because mm-hmm. I was not just raised around like a, like just one color. I'm I'm black. I'm Puerto Rican. I've been I'm around white people. Like, my family mm-hmm. very mixed. And mm-hmm. the way Angie came about for me was with how my mom raised me. Now, it wasn't as – my mom's life wasn't chaotic like Angie's is. That's period. Right. No, but 
it, it does come from things that I've seen with, with what my friends have gone through. With Angie, I've seen this with women who have tried to be the best mothers they can be and trying to break generational curses within the family. Because as you see, Angie has issues. Mm-hmm. Angie has some, Angie has some issues pertaining to her past and why she is the way that she is with her children and with her husband. And mm-hmm. you see that the marriage is very toxic. She wants to keep her family together, but it's coming apart because there are things that she's not being honest about. And when you're trying to keep your family safe by suppressing that guilt, and that's where the lies start to come out. Now, in book two is where you will see where Angie and Mika start to fall apart. I'm not giving away no details, but you're going to see, like, what's going to happen with them. Because what, what's in book one right now, that's the tip of the iceberg of what is happening, what's going to happen wow. with them. Mm-hmm. So, so Angie, well, mm-hmm. now, at first, I was going to make Angie black. I was going to make her a black woman. I was going to make her that. Then I, as I was writing her, I thought, hmm, something, something's really missing here. Something is missing. And I was also in the middle of watching, I was also watching another show at the time where, from the show, When They See Us. There's a white lawyer in the fourth episode, which was the final episode, and she's She's very tall, skinny, pretty, and I felt a connection with her. Like she's, she has that very like girl next door quality, and she's also like she doesn't take no shit, but she has a lot of issues. Her name is Samake. I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing this woman's name right, Samake. And I wanted to portray the issues of like growing up in a multicultural family. Well, in a mixed family, if I'm saying it right. And I wanted to test that limit because there was there was there was something going on in my childhood where I never forgot this. I I come from a black mother and a Puerto Rican mother, but my mother she mostly she mostly refers to herself as black. There was a time Hmm. when I was in school. And a kid asked me if I was adopted because I didn't look like my mother. And I went home. I asked my grandmother, "Is am I adopted? She said, no, you're not adopted. That is your mother. That is your mother. And it confused me for a long time. Mm-hmm. It really confused me. Like, why would people ask this? And uh, I could totally, I could it, totally it, relate to that because I have a son who um, who doesn't look like he belongs to me. And I used to get that question when I when he was a baby and I used to take him around and people used to ask me, is that your baby? I would say yes. And they said, oh, you adopted a baby? No, this is my baby. And as he got older and was in school, the kids would question him if he was white or if he was black or Puerto Rican or mixed, and he will always say, no, I'm black. My mom is black. 
my dad is black. And it was like, no, you're white. And so one day he came home from school and he was like, am I white or am I black? I said, you are black. Where do you get that from? And he was like, well, the kids in school keep asking me if I'm white. I, do I look white? I said, look at yourself in the mirror. Do you think you look white? And he says, no. I said, okay. I said, so you're not white. So it's like, it's difficult for the kids coming up and coming up in an interracial relationship. My husband wasn't wow. white, but he was, his mother was white. So that's why my son looks the way he looks and he has a hair, he has red hairline and everything. He's getting that from his grandmother. So that's why he looks the way he looks. But I totally get it. Like it's, it's it causes confusion when you're a little kid. So you've got to, you know, clarify that. <laughs> yes. Mm. Actually, I heard that too from the first show that I went on, which was Sapphire J. Blue, Blue Show. She experienced mm-hmm. the same thing, and I'm I was I'm I'm just starstruck right now by your story. Like, wow, because this does go on every other day, and people just don't. It's not really talked about. Like, like oh, she probably stole that baby and this and that. Like, no. Just right. because a child comes out a certain way does not mean that we you did not birth that child because you did. Right. Absolutely. So you gotta mm-hmm. tell us what you got coming up, what you got going on, what you be doing because you know I know you don't just write books. Mm. Well, I'm also a podcaster. I run my own show called. The Chronicles of She, which airs every Friday night at 9 p.m. And I am currently, I'm going to be working on book two. And at some point, I would like to get back into fashion because that was my first love before I began writing. That's something big. Oh, okay. All right. Listen, we be having some listeners on here that's um writers and producers and be doing stuff like that. So, you know, you got to make sure, you know, you put yourself out there. Let me ask you this. What made you be- want to become an author? What started you on your way to writing? Did you used to write as a kid? Because I know a lot of guests, they come on, they say, you know, they started off in, in elementary school, some in high school, but they always knew that they wanted to be a writer. Is that the same with you? Hmm. Well, I started listening, well, I started writing when I was a young kid. I've always enjoyed, like, writing stories. I had a passion for it as a child, but it wasn't as big of a passion for me as basically drawing clothes was. When I got to college is where I rediscovered my love for writing. I wanted to take fashion design, but the art program that was at my college was not being funded. So I took another route. I I took a women's studies class. I took African-American literature twice and poetry. And it was there that I saw that I had the gift for the pen. And it was Mm -hmm. always, it was always um, pushed on me as a kid by my mother that I had a gift for writing. And she always told me, to never, never give up writing, never stop writing, never stop writing at all, because one day this could turn into something, and it did. At first, it was it was pretty it was pretty difficult in the beginning, like after I graduated from college, because 
I just dove head first into life of being a poet. I started doing mm-hmm. spoken word a lot on the radio, and there I just I just became just um, the person I feel like I was meant to be. I didn't see it back then, but I knew that I was on a mission. I was on a mission to basically shake things up and put my own my own print in the world of poetry and writing. It was it was it was a scary time, but it was also a very good place of self discovery for me because I had a lot packed up in me when I was going through certain things. I had a friend who I have a friend who is a survivor of emotional abuse, and mm. when she and I were speaking, I was writing poems to cope, and one of them was about her, and that was the way that I was able to cope with what she was going through and it also taught me something about violent relationships and I would soon come, become into a, end up coming into a violent friendship and mm-hmm. I was also at the time too going to partner with a book which I had to which I walked away from um, 2018 was a dark time for me. I was on my grind with my first show. My first show was Lady Ink. I had been introduced to a poet by my in my inboxes, and we struck up a friendship. He came mm-hmm. on my show. We discussed his book. He's also a writer in the community as well, but I won't give the title. We we yeah we became we became friends, and but. As soon as I agreed to become a part of his group on another app is where I started to see a darker side. This man had actually been blackballed by the urban Christian community because of his strong beliefs and how he viewed things. And when we were in the group, it was only me, five other women, and one man. It was strictly him. And he... He verbally and emotionally abused us to the point where we just were we didn't know we didn't know which person we were gonna get at the end of the day today or tomorrow. You're always on eggshells. And this was an online relationship and before anybody comes in here to say that well it's easy to leave that, no it's not. Mhm. I was basically threatened all the time that if I leave, my career would be ruined. He even threatened to me. He he called me names and he also used my learning disability against me. So for the longest time, whenever I got the courage to leave, he would always bring me back in with, I'm sorry, it will never happen again, but it always continued to get worse. So for a whole summer, I endured verbal and emotional abuse until finally, through the through the urgency of my friends, I left. I left. Mm-hmm. I never saw him again. I don't even know where he is to this day. And I was really at a standstill. I wanted to quit writing at that point because he because. He was always in the back of my head, like, he's still out there, and if he sees that I'm writing, he's going to destroy me. 
And so I was going back and forth about writing and even doing my book, the first book. Mm-hmm. I I quit that project. I quit it. And after months of depression and basically hiding, I admitted to my mother what was happening. And she she got me help. And it was where I started to heal and I started to pick up the pieces. And I realized that I was I was being that not only was I being abused emotionally and verbally, I was I'm a I'm a survivor of narcissistic abuse. And when I educated myself on it, it just it really played on my mind how people can live this way and I also saw cases of where people who are just absolutely dangerous, like is like how can you do this way to people? Like how can you do this and you don't have one shred of of guilt, the gaslighting and it really it really started to put put on my heart to start talking about narcissism, narcissism too. So that's also in the book. And I put mm. it into a character. I put it into a character because I was only, I was only 23, 23, 24 years old, and I did not know what narcissism was. And to say that I'm a survivor and to know that what I went through was not in vain, it shows a lot. And I know that anybody can make it out of it. And I also put a twist with 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 this particular character, and also the battle that that the other characters are, are going to endure from this particular person. And when people say there's really no hope in basically, how is that? Um, let me just uh, I just need to step for a second. Woo! Take your your time. Okay. Ooh. With with dealing with someone who is narcissistic, sometimes people feel like there's no hope. And there is also this issue of where you just you you let it take over your life. If you let someone get into your head mentally, it stays with you. But when you fight back, is where you start to learn the truth. Mm-hmm. And with the characters, with Mika mostly, she's got a battle ahead of her. And when she gets to it, you guys are going to see all my like never turn a blind eye and don't ever ask, don't. Never underestimate a kid. Don't underestimate right. a, a teenage girl or a teenage boy and what they go through. And out and with with the issues that stem from being abused. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there is there is hope in this world. You just have to fight. You just gotta. You gotta look for it. You gotta stop. You never. You can't stop fighting for it. I've always been drawn to crime stories. Big crime fam, big, big crime bucks, no doubt. I love, I love, I love crime, and also I love the mystery of it. 
that's that's what's also going to see. So writing, so writing this, writing this book, and you know what? I'm glad that, you know, that your mom stepped in and she helped you get through all of this because, you know, now look where you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, just when you yeah. thought that you couldn't do it, you did it, you making it, and you still doing it. You know what I'm saying? So this is a very inspirational story, too, to let people know that it can be done. And mm-hmm. look at look at the outcome. On the other side of it, it's always going to be the better side on the other side. So you just got to get through it. And I'm glad that you did because now we've been blessed with the rain <laughs> and all of her yes, literary yeah, work. <laughs> Let me ask you a question about your mom because I see that she's very influential influential in your life. Um, now, I had a problem with this when I was writing books because I – and I still do write books – um, I didn't. I didn't want my mom to read my books. I mean, I wanted her to read it, but I didn't want her to read it. And it was like, I don't know. Has your mom read your book? And if so, what was her feedback? Because uh, my mother only got past the first page and was like, uh, "I'm done." <laughs> Ooh, she has. Um, she has. She has written. She has started reading it. She's on chapter 61, actually. She is mind-blown. She really is. And she said, she just looked at me, she's like, that came out? She's like, that came out of you? That came out of you? And she, my mom just, she marveled, she just, she marveled at it. She's like, man, you are, like, you are really, you, you are very talented, like, seriously. Like, like, you came out of me. You came out of me. It was very proud, very proud. And it was also proud for her because with with her being the mother of a child with Asperger's who was told that her child would not amount to anything but being a a cart pusher at Walmart, this was her this was her reward. This mm-hmm. was her reward. And also it was a big fuck you to the the school system that said that I wouldn't amount to anything. Mainly mm-hmm. the counselor that she was talking about, she's like, Mhm, fuck you bitch. Look what she's doing. Right. Right. So writing actually writing was like a healing process for you as well. Yes, it was. It was a very big healing process and Along with that healing process, it brought new things in my life. I wound up going to college again. I studied creative writing. I also studied art, art, um, I think it was art history I studied as well. During my second year of college, um, this was also during like the second phase of the pandemic, when I went back to school, I met my publisher, Nicholas Sullivan. He was searching for talent, and he came across me. And we started talking, and he said, I would like to have you on my team. You are very talented. And I was very excited for that. I, at first, was going to self-publish. And when someone, when he stepped in, it really gave me, like, a sense, it gave me purpose. But someone really sees my work here. It really sees my work. So after talking for a couple days, I I signed the contract, and I got to work. I, there were times where I had a hard time with keeping focused, 
and also staying on track. I even had to mm, I had to take my time because with me, I want to make sure that everything is tight and on point. You know how we are as writers. We right. Make sure everything is right. And he was he was there along the way to help. And also along with my girl, Eileen Jenkins. Hey, girl, if you're listening, she was great, too. She added, she finessed my book. For real, she finessed it. And I really, I owe a big thank you to her. Thank you so much. And Nicholas, I know you're listening right now. Thank you for everything. Seriously, thank you. For real. You have made my dreams come true. Thank you, I'm also battling a sinus infection right now, so I'm a little drainy. So, <laughs> so I'm just trying to catch my breath. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, when you when you come through the storm, you know the 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 gratitude that you feel sometimes it can be overwhelming, and you want to give those accolades and thank those people who helped you along the way and who helped pushed you through to make it to where you are today. So, you know, I could get I get it. I understand you could be get a little emotional and it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. So I get it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so uh tell us tell our listeners what projects you have coming up. Now I know you got a part two to Lies Love and Um Um Broken Hearts. Uh uh-huh. y'all. Y'all got to get part one, like seriously. All the listeners that's listening, I read the book, so I'm very familiar with the characters. Y'all have got to get this book. Now that she's telling me it's a part two, I see why there is a part two, and it should be a part two. And I cannot mm-hmm. wait to get deeper into the mother-daughter relationship because, you know, I'm I'm keen to that because, you know, I'm tight with my mother, so I want to see where it goes. I want to see, you know, mm-hmm. how it plays out. And I also want to see how it plays out with her brother. We didn't even talk about him. I want to see Ooh. how it plays out with the brother, with Jordan. Yeah. Mm. Oh, now, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't even get into that, you know, but you guys, you got to get this book, I'm telling you. So let's talk about Jordan right quick, though. Where in the world did you get Jordan from? Hmm. Well, first off, Jordan, the first idea I had for Jordan, I was going to make him, I was going to call him Channing. I was going to call him Channing. And then I kind of leaned off Jordan because that's a, it's a very popular name, and also that's my cousin's name. I always like mm-hmm. that, but I did something a little different. Instead of using the A for the and, I used the O, Jordan. Mm, I thought mm-hmm. it would be a little bit more unique. Jordan, um, uh, Jordan was inspired by um, basically like he by like an old boyfriend, like an old boyfriend. Like that. <coughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he um he was a bit, he was a big dreamer. Oh, he was a big dreamer. And but he and the other part, well. This one he got he got along with his parents, but the other the other relationship he did not get along with his he didn't have a good relationship with his father and I wanted to show the dynamic of what is going on in his mind when it comes down to like 
time to be the man of the house. Like there's a power struggle going on with him and Marcus. I wanted to mm-hmm. be wanted to like hit on that. Like like you what you've seen with Marcus and how they are with each other. You see it's a power struggle a lot. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think that Marcus's uh not to give the book away, but I think his addiction is a big problem. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. It is. It's a very big. It's a very big problem. I actually was gonna ask you a question. What were your take on the book, like on the night that you that you read it? I love the book. I like. I said I love the characters. I love the dy- dynamic of the characters and how they interact with each other. And I was just very curious when I was reading a book, like I was trying to get into your mind, but I couldn't get into your mind. I was like, where did she come up with these characters? And how did you get the story flows so well? And it's very realistic. I could relate to a lot of the stuff in the book because, you know, I grew up in a house with an alcoholic father and a mother who was trying to just hold the family together. And, Things that were done in the house stayed in the house. They never left outside of the house when it came to me. Like even as an adult, a few years ago when I was going through a healing process, trying to, you know, heal some some childhood traumas, you know, I could really relate to that because no one knew what I was going through. When I said something, they was like, I never knew that. All these years I knew you, I never knew that. That was going on. I said, because I was raised, whatever goes on in the house stays in the house. And this book really really hits home because I could really relate to this book. I was like, you're, I was like, dad, because she's right in my life. It was a really, really good book. Yeah, I couldn't put it down. I read it in one day. Mm -hmm. I read it in one day. Awesome book. That's why I tell everybody, awesome. listen, get this book. This book is awesome. You guys got to really get this book. I think everyone will be able to relate to some character in some kind of way, especially with mm-hmm. the things that go on and the secrets and the lies and things like that. Everyone has experienced it. I'm not giving away the book. Y'all got to go get this book. If y'all want to know what we're talking about, go get it. And then you got to make sure y'all cop book two because I know that shit going to be a box. <laughs> exactly. Because I was not going to leave you guys without a part two, three, four, and five. Like, there's a there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack. I knew in my mind with uh huh with all the with all of what I was coming what was coming to me. Like you can't leave this on just one book. You got to explain everything. Just do it. You got to do it in pieces. With the way that my mind works, it's like a movie reel. It's like a movie mm-hmm. reel, and I just want to make sure that, like, you guys get the key pieces first. And mm-hmm. it takes a while to get into my mind, but it's just to have to go through piece by piece by piece by piece. And oh, I, it really wasn't totally hard that you could relate to them. Wow. Well, I am so mm-hmm. proud of you, and I really, really like this book, and I'll give it five thumbs up. I'm going to leave my review. I haven't forgotten. I'm going to leave my review. I might do it tonight, actually, when we get off. I'll go and, um, and leave my review for the book, but you guys got to make sure you get this book because it's really, really good. Um, 
So before we, you know, before we wind down, let our listeners know where you can be found on all your social media sites um, and everything you got coming up besides the uh, besides part two, and let us know where we could get your book. Absolutely. If you guys ever want to talk to me, I am at author underscore Sakaya Lane twenty on Instagram. I am also available on Facebook under authorist Sakaya Lane XP. You can also find my my other Facebook page, and I have a podcast called The Chronicles of She, and I do music interviews on there as well. And I'm also going to share this episode on my show as well because it's Women's History Month and I want to show my bit of history that I'm making with my own stride as a black woman. And uh-huh. I also have interviews coming up with Lizette Martinez. She is the survivor of our Kelly. So I have that coming up. And you guys just have to wait to see what's up next, but I will keep up with everything. And you can find my book on Amazon Kindle. It's also 2070 for paperback. I highly recommend the paperback because, honey, it is thick. All right, guys. You heard it first right here on Urban Central. You heard her say it the best. Listen, y'all got to go and get this book. You said it's available on Amazon. Yep, Amazon Kindle. Make sure y'all grab this book. Y'all got to go get it, get into it. And then, listen, if y'all get this book, let me know what y'all think. Inbox her, let y'all know what y'all, what y'all think. Because us as authors, we love to get messages saying, oh, we love the book. You know, even after you leave a yeah, review, please. you know, sometimes we get messages and it just makes us feel really, really good. So if you get this book and you read it and you really love it, Shoo her line some, you know, girl, that's some, that was some good shit. You know, just shoo her line real quick. It makes us feel good. It motivates us to keep writing, you know. So y'all check her out now. She gave y'all all her handles, and y'all can get the book on Amazon. So make sure y'all check her out. And I also want to, I want to say thank you so much for coming on um, on my show today on uh, Urban Central. Today is our first broadcast um, under this show, but we also have another show called The Literary Tea that airs on Wednesdays at um, 8 p.m. So if you want to go over there and do a show, you know, let me know. I can hook you up with that, <laughs> you know, get you on. But you guys make sure you check out, and I want to say thank you so much for coming on today and blessing us with everything that you have. And we will be listening out for the next drop or that book on part two because I really got to find out what's going on with Angie and them. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need to know. Oh, when is yeah. coming out? You ain't going to have me waiting too long, is you? I won't. I won't have you waiting too long. I won't have you waiting too long. But this month, I am taking it step by step with my writing process and also enjoying my birthday. All right, girl. I know that's right. March twentieth, y'all. Shoot her line. Listen, I got a good memory. March twentieth is her birthday, so make sure y'all drop her lines in too. <laughs> Yes, and I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It's been a very, very good time. I had a good time talking with you, and I hope to see you soon on the book. 
Yes, you will. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you. Well, well, well.
I've been knowing you for quite some time now But I can never ever bring myself to say how I really dig you, yeah, I got this crush on you And yes, I think it's much more than physical You see, you got so many great qualities You make me laugh, hella smart and super talented Make me wonder what it's like to be a woman Yeah, I know it's kinda odd coming from your friend Often fantasize about us making love How we would feel just laying there in your arms Are you loyal? Can I trust you with my heart? I'm saying all of this looking in the mirror At myself thinking, will I get the courage to look him in his eyes And tell him what I'm feeling But I can't handle rejection So I'll keep on wondering What if we took the time to explore this thing? What if we discovered we were meant to? Let me show you what my life can bring What if you find out I'm your one oh, and only Oh, I've been wondering and thinking about What you would do if I gave my heart to you I got enough for my heart to lay it on the line I'll do anything for you at the drop of a dime Anytime I look at you, I catch you looking back Got me wondering if we riding the same track In other words, are we on the same train of thought? Hanging on your every word anytime we talk Cuban with them other dudes, that ain't right for you Got me thinking, what if I'm the type for you? Hold on, happy lover, how you ride for yourself? Hold on, you be trying to do this shit by yourself Hold on, got my brain filling up with what is Hold on, like what if I leave them for a kiss? Please don't hold it and kiss me, I ain't the bad guy Not the past last guy, or the past last guy <laughs> What if I told you I want you right now? Don't be shy now, what if you were mine now? What if you took the time to explore this thing? What if we discovered we were meant to? Oh, let me show you what my love can bring What if you find out I'm your one oh, and only? Oh, I've been wondering and thinking about what you would do if I gave my heart I gave you my heart What if I don't let you down What if I told you I need you Did you see me holding you down What if my flaws are too much What if I'm not what you need Baby I got all this love for you So just put your faith in me What if I gave you my heart What if I don't let you down What if I told you I need you See me holding you down What if I'm scared to move on What if I can't be the one What if I just put faith in you I wanna give you all of my life Took the time to explore this thing What if we discovered we were meant to You let me show you what my love can bring What if you find out I'm your one and only Oh, I've been